All right. I never heard of that before, Nate. I don't know what that is. No one in this room knows what that is. never watched The Onion before. I'm going to go with a more iconic one. You want to do the 60 minutes? Beep. That's the BBC, in case anyone was wondering. Oh, that was the BBC. Easy, Radio Canada. Well, today we're just going to talk about um, the process we go through to record our stories and get them ready for post-production. Actually, Elphick, maybe we can tell people how how we're actually set up when we record our episodes. Um, like, what do, what kind of equipment are we looking at here? I mean, it, for the beginning, it's actually very minimal. Uh, all I have is my sound card, which connects to a few microphones. What's a sound card? A sound card is an audio interface where you can plug in uh, any audio input into your computer and record it as a signal. And we'll basically, have, um, we'll have like a photo for you guys so you can check out what he's talking about exactly. Yeah. Um, so basically. Uh, Back in the days, we usually only have one one narrator, and it's very linear. We have pull quotes from the the interviewer, uh, and then and then we'll just later on put narration on top of it. Um, so that kind of changed now, uh, where we're trying to change the format uh, into a more dynamic, more off the cuff kind of kind of way of presenting a topic. Um, but yeah, so I, I would usually just use Ableton, uh, which is the music software, digital audio workstation that I use uh, to edit. Um, just record everything that these guys do, uh, and then I'll go into post-production, which is mixing uh, their their voice, their um, to be a little bit cleaner. Um, I think another, yeah. I mean, to that point, like mm-hmm. being in Hong Kong as well. Like, let's talk a bit about oh, traffic. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, like, you're right. Back <laughs> in the day. So basically me and Cody used to live together in the same apartment and uh, we live right next to a major uh, uh, road. Yeah. Right. Nathan so Road. Nathan so like road. Yeah. if you guys aren't from Hong Kong, Nathan Road's like the main road on Kowloon side. Yeah. It's like the longest road on Cal- in Kowloon. Yeah. And Kowloon, it's like the busiest street. Yeah. Kowloon being... I guess the mainland of Hong Kong. Yeah, you can't miss it. If you yeah. go to Kowloon, like it's literally from TST to right. all the way to Prince Edward, right. which is really long and just one road. Anyway, so there's a lot of buses. There's a lot of traffic. Um, sometimes the time I would hear like hummings, uh, buses passing by. Even like we can sometimes feel the vibration of metro yeah. going through. When you say hummings, you mean like the engines? Yeah, the engine stuff, sounds, right? uh, honking, people talk, people pedestrian walking around. Right. Um, just all sorts of things, right? Yeah. And you know, as I'm recording you guys, I hear everything. Mm-hmm. Right, and that's the cool thing about having this office space now. Yeah, like this is the first episode we're recording in this in this space, but being sixteen floors up, the recording environment's got a little better. We got the office now. We actually put some foams onto the ceiling, uh, just to reduce the echo of the, of the space. So we'll probably do more recordings in this space in the future. Over the la- over the course of the past six months, what have we learned? Um, Elphick, maybe start with with mixing. Witnessing you guys from the beginning, recording the first time for the first time to now, um, it's definitely very comfortable in directing you guys now. Um, you guys seem to get it uh, right away, but you know, it really um, makes me realize 
it's not as easy as you think it is just to <laughs> recording an episode or just yeah. to simply narrate something. Uh, you need to really pronunciate, keep up the energy. Um, that's the most important part. I remember Cody um, got thrown into the first recording, which is like 20 pages long uh, about a Bosnia uh, artist. And Bosnian like, uh, Herzegovina. Yeah, that, that script had a lot of tongue twisters. For yeah. Sure. And Thank, shout out to uh, <laughs> Ryan Montoya for that. It's a really great story. Uh, I mean, it's very informative, but then... You know, after witnessing how Eugene treat Nathan, you know, in that in those situations, I'm like, oh, Cody is like, oh, okay, I gotta step it up. I'm not gonna be like that, you know. But <laughs> but he, I kind of sucked. He also ran sucked. into that problem where you know some the don't know which words to highlight yeah. or how to you know deliver some some the the the, the meaning behind that phrase, yeah. right? So I need to come in and actually kind of kind of guide you guys because I'm just there as a listener too, you know? Yeah. It's like, hey, like, I feel like this could deliver in a different way. Yeah. It's a very linear way of reading it, right? Oh, um, yeah, cadence is like a big thing that yeah, we've learned, right? Exactly. Deliver How to deliver um, a point. And mm-hmm. I think for me, what's been really interesting is just mm-hmm. coming from, a, I guess, a more formal um, background. Like I've read in front of the mic before. So that was kind of interesting for me. Actually, can you tell us, yeah. talk to us a bit about like that rapport you've built with like each reader? Mm. Like, do you, would you say like you approach Nathan differently to say a Eugene or a Cody in the booth? Like, right. do you have different like strategies, I guess? Definitely different uh, ways of telling how you guys should record because um, different people perceive yeah. comments differently, right? It, it really is the uh, reading people. It's like if sometimes maybe a person will have a day off. And so like there's a lot of situation you just kind of go with what's happening that day. So Elphick, that's something you're pretty good at. I think is like you just said, you kind of point them in the right direction. What kind of stuff have you picked up? I think uh, I try to keep myself as objective as possible in different story in each stories. And uh, I think the direction changed a lot because in the beginning it was very linear where we get a pull quote and then you guys write the script and then we just record that. And whenever there's spaces, I put music in, I put sound effects. It's like very literal. Um, but I feel like now uh, with more episodes, like I've done like, I don't know, like 50 episodes now, uh, 40, 50. And I start really understanding like, oh, there should be breaks or like the, the structure of the whole episodes, right? Just having spacing and, you know, pushing myself into putting more original sounds onto it. It's also a big thing. Yeah. Um, you know, since I'm, I, I'm, you know, a music producer on the side and, uh, I was like, hey, what is the best way to incorporate my own music into these podcasts, you know, instead of just putting sound effects and other people's music in. So, and it really changes the dynamic, dynamic, <clears throat> sorry, the dynamic, because when you got, for example, the a story of uh, Bull Bridges, you know, he was describing an action story, you know, how he hung out with Tom Cruise for six weeks. He's shooting... Uh, glacier servers and basically if I didn't know back then I would just pretty probably throw in some glacier sounds uh, explosive sounds and call a day but then it kind of you know these episodes makes me realize oh I can put my original elements into it so like using these sounds effects kind of 
making me put in some like you yeah, know, talk about composing, sounds. composing talk. pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So like I would specifically learn chords that are maybe this is more mis mysterious vibe to it. Yeah. Or there's there's more spacey sounds to it. How much of Macon's stories would you say involve your compositions? Like, what's the the split? I feel like it depends. Uh, like cover stories and stories that really inspire me, I would say probably like eighty to twenty percent. So, just That's, give us some examples. What are some previous? Examples um, I think AMKK? the AMKK story is one of them. Bull Bridges is another big one. Yeah. Um, and then we had the um the one with Sushi Shin. Sushi Shin good. hands is really good. So you're you're saying you composed like music for these? Yeah, episodes? pretty much. Uh, uh, most of the episodes, the recent episodes, right? I try to incorporate as many uh, original scoring as possible. Yeah. Um, how is like going forward? Mm -hmm. Do you see yourself doing that more? Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. that really because uh, you know I approach each ep each episode as a listener. Yeah, and I I do it because I I think it makes sense. Yeah, it's like oh hey, this is like it could be a good transition. Right, and having these kind of background sounds would make sense. Um, so yeah, the the dynamic of uh, storytelling, I feel like it changes because of my input, my yeah. more original inputs. Instead of, you know, finding different sound source from other places to match it, it just comes quicker yeah. in that sense. So See, which, to me, yeah. to me, that's the coolest part about all of this is like having essentially your sound become Macon's DNA. I think that is is key to all of this. You know. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm very very grateful that I can I can input that all these episodes. So it's, Cover different topics exactly. Um, so I need to. Yeah. I mean, I have a pretty broad mindset. I mean, it really makes me realize I need to be open minded. Yeah. You know, each time I do these episodes, I feel like I can't stuck on one groove. I can't. Yeah. I gotta change it up and you know try to match what your energy comes off right as the yeah. storyteller. Oh yeah, I mean, like we could talk a little bit about workflow, right? So um, you know, that many episodes need to pro be processed. Uh, you know, my workflow needs to be fast and clean. Uh, so I, I, I start having saving templates for each narrator. So Cody, uh, Alex, Eugene, Nathan, usually they will have, cause they, they're, they're regular. So, uh, they will have their own kind of, uh, presets. Yeah. Which, you know, if you want to get, can, can I go a little bit geeky? Yeah. Like, tell us like what, so that? how do our presets differ between us? And like, what is the purpose of having a preset? I think um, the ma major thing that I like to do is to cut out the mids of your frequency spectrum. So what does that mean? So in the frequency spectrum, you usually have bass, mids, and highs in, in your frequencies, right? right? Like when you say sounds. Right. Um, and what I usually found, like in the midst, there's a lot of crackling, uh, raspiness, or even like uh, nasal sounds. But basically, hockey's presets, you know, in Ableton, uh, it's it's great. We we just need to learn learn the ins and outs of the software. So yeah, it, it's gonna make the whole workflow a little bit faster um, because you can label stuff, you yeah. can uh, edit faster, and just streamline the whole editing mm -hmm. more efficient. So cool. Well, yeah. I think we've covered quite a bit here, guys. Maybe we can like 
end on some concluding points. Um, so yeah, what's next for Macon? I guess we've kind of walked through Macon 1.0, Macon 2.0 at, at the flat. Yeah. Um, and now Macon 3.0, I guess, at the office. Yeah. How do you think things are going to change now? Um, I think it's great because uh, now it, it, we have a space to uh, centralize the production. Yeah. Um, so streamline definitely a little bit better. It's a good start. It's yeah. definitely a good start. We were originally trying to have like you know partition a room. Yeah. Which I think is kind of overblowing it. It's kind of necessary. Um, you know, obviously I still need to do mixing at home, but I mean. So far, this first episode of recording here, it's not bad. I think what's going to be cool is when we have like guests come into the office and they yeah. can just drop in, exactly. record for 20 minutes, kind of like what we're doing now. I think this is kind of eye-opening for all of us here. Yeah. Um, and like we've got our new podcast, Making It Up, mm-hmm. um, which you guys should check out. You should be able to get that wherever you get your podcasts from, whether it's Apple's podcast app or Overcast. Um, and I think this yeah. sort of environment's a bit more conducive to all that. Like, absolutely, it's a bit more chill on the couch instead of being, you know, propped up awkwardly against Elvik's <laughs> fucking beam column beam in his apartment. Hey man, I mean, <laughs> I um, I got a pretty cozy setup too. No, yeah, no, yeah, it's true. All right, <laughs> this is this is nice. This is this is gonna be good. I'm excited. The I think I mean a good question to answer would be, um, you know, why are we recording? all of these different types of episodes. Um, Nate, do you want to answer that? Why do, why, are we, why do we think it's important to have a two-minute episode, a 20-minute episode, one episode that's very well-produced, one that's a bit more raw? Quite simply, it's just a balance of, you know, having stuff that, you know, we can produce in a timely manner, but also having a lot of meaningful content. Um, and I just think having, uh, it's like you would we're not going to be just like a discovery channel or something where you just have one type of, you know, show, even they have a lot of different types of shows. So if we're making to have like a selection, then, you know, there's, you know, a little something for all of our readers there. And yeah. I hope they can enjoy that. And I mean, I, I think we'll, all of us on the team here will be the first to tell you that, you know, the audio side of things, I mean, we're still learning this. This is definitely not our strong suit. Our strong suit is on the visual side of things. Um, but I think something that a lot of podcasts out there lack is that combination of of having a visual component added to the to the audio side of things, and also just diversity in in the type of content that they produce. Um, something I think just to underline um, the authenticity of a lot of our stories recently. I think you know it's something that we've often talked about a lot in the past, but I think we're actually achieving um, you know authentic investigative journalism. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think we're definitely finding our our footing. Yeah. Um after so many months. And I don't only I don't just mean in the way that we shoot some of our stories on like 35 millimeter film, which has been great. I also think the way that we've recorded some stories um has been really cool how we send lav mics to some of our um subjects or even how Eugene and Sharice the other day recorded making it up remotely. Eugene was at home, Eugene's uh, Sharice was, I think, at her sister's office. In Japan. And they, oh, she was in Japan. Yeah. There you go. And um, they somehow made it work. And Elphick, obviously, with his help, um, made everything come together. So ah, it's a whole team effort. All right, guys. So I think this is a good place to cap things off. I'm Cody, editor of Macon. I'm Nate, editor and narrator. I'm Elphick, sound engineer. 
and you're listening to Building the Brand. This uh, latest installment uh, can be found on Macon's website, macon.com, or uh, wherever you get your podcasts, really. Just search Macon and this latest episode should pop up. Thanks for listening, guys. Peace. Peace. Peace.